0: Welcome back to The Monocle, where we keep an eye on Dynasty football. Today we have part two of our expert Dynasty uh, startup mock draft. And uh, if you haven't listened to part one yet, obviously go back and and check that out before you listen to this one. There's a lot of uh, great analysis and everything, uh, some good trades. uh, and, And we have even more trades and everything going on here in part two. So here we go. All right, we got Jason on the clock. All right, sorry, I didn't
1: know if anyone was going to add to that. Um, I was kind of – I'm kind of torn here uh, between Julio and Derrick Henry. Um, I know Julio's a little older, but I think I'm going to go Derrick Henry. I don't love Derrick Henry, but I don't – also don't like what the running backs that I think will be left when it gets back to me.
0: You're kicked out of the podcast why for not loving Derrick Henry oh uh yeah I mean I
1: I like him I think he's I, I just I don't know he's weird he's weird to me I don't really have he's the a man. He, ha- he has uh he has stretches where it's like you you don't know if he disappeared I mean last year was great but I'm thinking of before that too but, sure um, you know I'm, I'm gonna go with Derrick Henry here because I just like I said I want to I want to shore up my two running backs I like what I can get later on in the draft with uh with wide receivers, and
2: yeah. On down to Henry, um, you talked about how he struggled when he first started, and a lot of that, I think, was just his uh, being allowed to touch the ball, because when he touched the ball fewer than 15 times, he averages under four yards of carry, and then this was even going into the 2019 season before he led the league in rushing, but anytime he got over 15 rushes, he was averaging 5.87 yards of carry. So as as long as long as they – keep feeding them the ball, which I think they intend to do, he should be pretty awesome. Is, is there concern that he's losing his
3: right tackle where he actually had a higher yard per carry than anywhere else, like, when he, when he did carry the rock? Because that's, yeah. like, one of the concerns that I have is we see them lose, like, a really good run-blocking right tackle, right? So yeah. I'm wondering how much that will affect him, too. But, he, I mean, at this point, he's a guy that has RB1
2: upside that's the thing like it's tough to pass on someone with that kind of upside conklin will definitely be be good for cleveland and that might hurt henry a lot for sure so
0: well they're also talking about like almost every mock and it's only mocks but almost every mock i've seen has them drafting a a tackle uh right tackle in uh in the draft in round one and so, you know, it, it's a like a tackle heavy draft. And so they could still get like one of the top tackles or a top tackle in the draft. Uh, so they could very well replace like Conklin was good, but he wasn't some amazing, like, yeah. you can't let him go. Obviously, the, they let him go. <laughs> so, like, it, he wasn't some like amazing tackle that you just like can't get rid of, can't replace. Um, not to say that a rookie's going to come in and do everything, but I, I, I think he's going to be just fine.
4: So, with that being said, uh, as I was saying, I was looking at my queue. Normally, in a draft like this, I would just seriously, I'd hammer the quarterback position just due to, to how you guys aren't attacking it right now. But since this isn't a real draft,
0: <laughs>
4: and I only 12 different running backs on this board, i wanted to select one of them. I'm going to take Leonard Fournette.
0: Ooh, I like it.
4: I like him. He's 25. I think the touchdown uh, regression, positive TD regression is going to happen. Uh, I actually hope Jacksonville continues to just dismantle that team and let him go it would be <laughs> the best thing that I hope for.
0: <laughs> that seems very possible, honestly.
5: There's some trade rumors of
1: Tampa Bay every be- – be pretty wild. That'd be amazing. Perfect. Send them over there. Yeah. Thing about Tampa Bay is I've I've just heard in the past that Arians does not like to to put a lot of stock into running backs, like in terms of asset. You know, I feel like if he's going to trade for Fournette, he's going to have to spend some assets to get him. So I see him drafting somebody, not not trading or signing somebody big.
0: That's possible, but obviously if, if Fournette does go there, I mean, oh, that makes yeah. sense. But, yeah, Fournette does go if there. He, it's going to be if huge. he did go there, it would be great. I just yeah. couldn't,
4: he's going to The place I really, really want him to go, he'd be the heir apparent for us, is Baltimore for Mark Ingram. You, you literally replace a 30-year-old running back with a 25-year-old that can do pretty much the exact same thing. Well,
1: that's, that's where I'm kind of I'm like better. thinking Jonathan Taylor might end up. And Ooh. I think that would be very, very good for him. Like that would I be actually, a very good so landing spot. And it might him. it might hurt year one, but long
3: term, boy. Um, at my pick, so I actually was sitting on Leonard Fournette just because like at this point, this is kinda of like the the end of this tier for running backs. And I feel like if I don't grab one right now, I I might be kind of up a creek without a paddle going forward. So I I'm gonna take a guy that I I know people are hating on a lot and I feel like he's kind of being underrated a bit because they expect this huge regression. But if you follow people like Mike Me up and stuff, they've kind of tracked this touchdown, you know, the touchdown regression, both positive and negative. And I'm gonna go with I'll Aaron you for Jones. Pick. Ah, oh no, Aaron Jones. <laughs> I, I offered it
1: to you <laughs> oh, earlier Josh. too. As,
6: as soon as you brought up running back, I knew who you were taking, and I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I like the pick a lot. As
4: soon as you brought up yeah, I, I, I was I'm contemplating myself when I was saying I'm going to take the running back, and i went going It was between Leonard Fournette and Aaron Jones.
3: Yeah, that that's kind of what I had in my mind too. I like Aaron Jones a lot. Like I have him in our auction league. I'm a big believer in him. I think even if, like, worst-case scenario, he's not featured a bunch here in Green Bay this year, he's going to be a free agent. And, you know, he's shown he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He's, you know, he just needs to be unleashed. And we'll see if he gets that chance. And he's still young enough that he does have an opportunity to get that chance at a second second spot. So that's why I I went with him.
1: I feel like he fits that offense so well if they use him properly. And it's just – whether or not they use him properly or not is the question. And they seem to last year, but I mean, just the guy that can do everything. I'm, I'm a big Aaron Jones believer.
6: I actually think he takes, I don't want to say team friendly, but I think he takes a deal to stay in green Bay, you know, especially coming off with what fifth round draft capital, where you have players like Derrick Henry, second round draft capital, Leonard Fournette first round. And I think they're going to want a little bit more money. Obviously, we saw Derrick Henry get franchised, but that's a concern with all these running backs in this range. They're all basically in the last year of their deal. Yep. And just like um, when everybody just got shifted around here, just like Preston said, I know a lot of people were talking about regression for Aaron Jones, but cut his touchdowns in half and he's still a highly effective and productive running back. So I, I like the pick. And from a dynasty perspective, if you can get him, I think it was 13th running back off the board. I love it.
0: The only thing Great I'm points. concerned about with uh, Aaron Jones is that you know his coach has already said they want to bring in a third running back, and then on top of that, you look at a guy like Philip Lindsay. Like Philip Lindsay kind of lit the world on fire as an undrafted free agent, and yet he just got replaced, or or you know maybe not replaced, but he just got like uh, you know teamated. <laughs> you like. He-
6: John, let me ask you real quick. Don't you think that's baked into his price, though? He comes off of a top two running back season here in 2019. I think the expectation is they, based on Matt LaFleur's coach speak, they do bring somebody else in, and that's baked into his running back 13 price. Oh, no, no. If that that comment never came out, I think he's a top five or six running back in drafts right now.
0: No, absolutely. At 308. I think it's actually, actually, I was going to bring it up and say like, I'm kind of surprised that no one's taken Aaron Jones. So I'm not arguing with you. I was just kind of like making a counterpoint or, or whatever, think, but you know, I, I think at 308, it's actually a great pick, but I'm just saying, I was just kind of like, you know, being devil's advocate or whatever.
6: No, I'm just sour because I didn't get him. That's
5: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to me is a way better wider or way better receiver than Lindsay. Lindsay is too, as far as his safety goes and.
6: There's that common misconception that Philip Lindsay because of his size he's a great receiving back. Yeah. I, and when you're losing a lot of third down work to Royce Freeman, I love Royce Freeman, but I don't know that I'm ready to put you in that tier and everyone's saying, "Oh, Melvin Gordon's going to get first and second down work and Lindsay's going to be the third third down back." I don't think that's going to be the case. And I actually I don't want to show my hand here, but I love Melvin Gordon this year, you know, especially with the two-year contract, so.
1: I've been getting him super cheap, like 7th, 8th. I thought that was a great spot for Melvin Gordon to land. Honestly, I was worried about where he was going to sign. I have a couple shares of Melvin Gordon in dynasty leagues, and I was kind of worried this whole, you know, off season so far, but I was very happy with that.
6: And that offensive line, they've improved Mike Munchak's there. I mean, I'm, I live in Pittsburgh. So seeing him leave Pittsburgh, I knew going into this 2019 season, it was going to be an issue for the Steelers and obviously the Ben injury, but that offensive line, it did no favor. So I think Denver, I, I like that landing spot as well, Jason.
7: John, I love what you're throwing down here. I love what you're – like, I just want to say, whatever John's been saying the last, like, two minutes, I agree with 100%. <laughs> I,
6: I've just been quiet. I've been getting my Michelob Ultra's here. I had some white claws last night, so I wanted to mix it up.
5: And he disappears for a little bit, and then he just comes in and lays it down. Damn. <laughs> oh, <Wow. laughs>
7: I love the point about his um, – Aaron Jones' regression. I mean, if he even has regression, it, like cut it in half, he's still going to be an RB1. And that's just a great point, I think, overall for Aaron Jones. So that's a great pick right here.
6: All right. So I, I, I was going to take Aaron Jones, full disclosure. So thanks, Preston. Nice. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> um, looking at the rest of the running backs, I think somebody made a comment that they could get similar upside in production a little later based on how the running backs have gone already. I mean, we're already 13 or 14 deep. I already said I, I like to hold on wide receiver, if this was tight end premium, I would have I would have pulled the trigger on Kelsey here already. Um, all right, so I'm going to secure my first quarterback here, and I think it's somebody that offers upside, especially with his legs, and I like what they're doing around him. I think there's a lot of weapons. He's strong in the in- intermediate range, and you have players around him like Evan Ingram, Barkley, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, guys that really aren't going to run down the field. So I'm taking Daniel Jones here, and I think I love Matt Ryan. I love Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford. But Daniel Jones, on my list here, he's the guy that I think can increase in value over the next few years. We know, obviously, you know, teams, they've been more willing to cut bait in terms of not really letting players play out the rookie deal. But I think Daniel Jones, he's going to get the opportunity. He just has to not fumble the ball. 58 times this year so uh
0: the only issue I have with that is is you accidentally said uh Evan Ingram as the tight end one for that for that team when it's actually Caden Smith so
6: I have been he's actually one of my most rostered players and I'm in quite a few leagues but Caden Smith (laughs) you can get him in the 25th 26th round of even tight end premium startups yes Evan Ingram he's not always the most durable guy I love Caden Smith
0: I have Caden Mm -hmm. Smith and I think I honestly it might be every league. I, I have to go back and look, but I, I sw- I'm pretty sure I have him in every single league.
1: Now, with Caden Smith, are you banking on an Evan Ingram in- injury, or you think that he's actually talented enough to – Well,
0: the team I mean, already came out and said that they – they, believe that Evan Ingram cannot stay healthy so there could obviously be the injury with Evan Ingram or there could be the trade with Evan Ingram where there's like hey we're gonna like we're not dealing with this crap anymore and then who's left it's it's Caden Smith they let go of Brett Ellison it's like as far as I know there's no other tight ends on the depth chart but maybe I'm wrong uh, but and Ingram's last year
6: was deal too so
0: Yeah, I mean, e- even if it's not a trade, you know, maybe it's not this season. But you know, like John was kind of saying, like he's in the last year of his deal, so you know, maybe it j- just ends up being that uh, you know, at the end of the year, he's the new number one. They obviously, you know, kind of believe in him. They haven't brought anybody else in.
8: Pretty sure, and I, I'm not a fan of that um, that foot injury that Ingram has. Could be trouble.
6: Well, you- I have I have Ingram in so many leagues. I loved him going to 2019. <laughs> I've taken part in a few startups, to say the least, early in this offseason. Evan Ingram, I, I've passed on him in situations where I would have taken him last year. All right, we
0: got Tim on the clock.
9: Well, I was going to go Daniel Jones because I'm a huge Daniel Jones guy, actually. I, I think we haven't seen what his ceiling is yet, and I think as he gets more comfortable in the offense, it'll be really, it'll be really fun to watch as he spins it. Uh, I see John's left again. He's probably in the lobby getting more hot takes.
5: (laughs) (laughs) He's got to build it up. Yeah, (laughs) it's like a Mario jump when he crouches down.
9: (laughs) Um, So actually, I'm I'm going to be uh, making a trade with Jim. So the trade is my third, three ten and nine ten for four six and seven seven. I believe.
5: I like that trade for Tim. I just like the. Tier of players in the seventh way more than the late
9: ninth. I agree, and I will probably get the same caliber player at four six I would at three ten. I'll just have less to choose from.
8: Yeah.
0: Yeah, actually, i I mean, I guess I'd have to actually look over the the players, but I'm I'm pretty happy with that trade as well. I mean, you're you're definitely gaining some some depth at, at seven or seven oh seven. So, I like that.
4: It might be early, but I like this guy. I really like him, and I'm going to stack him with my my boy. I'm uh, taking DK Metcalf. I kind of
8: like that. I mean, obviously Odell's there still and Galladay and A.J. Brown,
4: but, I mean, after that. Oh, I'm definitely not a fan of Galladay. I would rather pass on Galladay and hit Marvin Jones Jr.
0: later in rounds every day, Mm -hmm. absolutely every day. Oh. That's just music to my ears.
9: <laughs> for those that don't know, John just acquired Marvin
0: Jones Jr. In our league. <laughs> well, you, you, me, you yeah. say in our league, but you really mean in every league because I just you did it in eight leagues.
4: Uh, did you hear what
0: MJJ said? I did not. He wants 15 touchdowns. 15. I, the, the funny thing is that Wishing I, I agree with him. I want that as well.
4: And that's why. want right. in one hand and then on the other. Man, he gets touchdowns, <laughs> And nobody seems to notice it. Yeah. He's older. He's 30, but like. He gets touchdowns, man. He's I don't, wild.
0: I don't think people realize like how much of a, a red zone threat that Marvin Jones is like, yeah, he might not be, especially, at, you know, at his age and everything, he might not be like what he was a couple of years ago and that kind of thing. But I think he's still pretty, you know, still a pretty good wide receiver and then on top of that like he's a threat in the red zone and everyone thinks that it's uh Galladay but it's actually Marvin Jones with more uh, red zone targets
4: that's right that is correct it's Marvin Jones so... Marvin Jones is the guy you want to target in that offense I don't care what anybody says I, I think
10: I, I was at the four TD game this this last year oh, yeah loves him down there
0: I mean I. Uh, I would love to say that that's going to happen every week, but yeah, but I don't think that's going to be the case. But, I mean, you know, he, he's almost – I don't want to say, like, due for a, a touchdown every week, but like maybe every other week. And then, obviously, he has his multi-touchdown weeks and that kind of thing, and, and that's pretty nice.
5: What about um, TJ Hawkinson's, you know, potential growth eating into that a little bit? With
4: tight Detroit ends – He doesn't hit tight end at all in the draft. I think Hawkinson is just – Eric Ebron, four years, five years, whatever. Later,
0: that's the thing. Like Hawkinson, actually, I I, I don't hate Hawkinson, but you know, you, you tend to find out that they're like two to three year to four year players. Like it, it takes that long to to you know produce anything. So we saw Hawkinson produce in week one, and then he was nothing. And I don't, I'm not a believer in week in year two. So I, I kind of still feel like it's going to be that funnel where it's going to be. Uh, Marvin Jones and uh Galladay.
7: Are you guys Michigan guys? Or like, no, um, I'm okay. from Tampa. No, I, heard someone, I heard someone say they went to a game, so I didn't know if like you guys were Michigan
10: guys or
3: like, yeah. No, I'm, I'm from a, Tampa.
10: I, I live in Michigan. God.
3: Oh, Okay, So
10: I'm a Cowboy fan in Mich and Michigan, but I, I go to a lot of Lions. Well, I used to go to a Lions game a year. That's great. I gross. just happened to be at the four the four TD one this this year.
3: I think we're on John
6: Bauer now. Is he still in here? Oh, I'm I'm here. Yeah, I didn't Is get booted again. Wait, so, superpower. Thank goodness. Wait, so real quick, I, I lost special. internet again. So I go upstairs to get my uh, my phone to do a hotspot, and I tell my wife, "Oh, I lost internet connection." She goes, "Oh, well, I'm cleaning the router." Well, <laughs> oh, so she was she unplugging cords of what she was doing. It. So you,
0: she unplugged it, so you wouldn't do any more podcasts. That was yeah. all it was.
6: She has like a cleaning baseball bat smashing it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, I'm going to make a pick here. And I think there's one guy that just offers too much value over replacement, at least over the next two years. I would say, uh, minimal injury concern, the the best offense in the NFL, and one of the more consistent options at this position. So right now, I will pull the trigger on Travis Kelsey.
0: I see. I like
4: that. There, that's a good well, guess, value there.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're basically talking about like almost a round, I guess, a round's value from Kittle. And so you're talking about the youth versus the, the production at that point, I guess. And uh, I, I, I like, I kind of like that pick too.
6: And I love George Kittle. He's my tight end one. There's no question about that, but just, you know, I, I know the age is a concern with Travis Kelsey, but he really didn't start playing until he was what, 25 years old. And he doesn't block. They don't use him in, the, in that way. So I, I like him over the next two to three years. If you're going to give me a top, three tight end over that stretch. Yeah, I'll take it. Plus I have the extra twenty twenty one draft capital here. So I can always always make some moves later. So I'll take Kelsey there.
0: I like
4: it. And I mean what was he? Tight end one for the last four years, no?
0: Right.
6: Kelsey?
4: Yeah, exactly. I think he scored as wide receiver nine or ten in one one or two of my leagues. Like he's a monster to get him at the where you got him at the back of the third. Fantastic.
0: I don't know about you guys, though, but I I've, I drafted him in my most recent startup, and I've been trying to trade him, and just no one will give any kind of value for him. I guess I – don't, I don't know if it's age or anything like that, but – I think uh,
1: I think age plays a little bit of a part in it, but, I mean, if you're ta- – I mean, I'm sure you're talking dynasty, but if we're in redraft, Kelsey's my tight end one, easy.
0: I'm Not actually easy, talking about I'm our saying. league, Jason, so. Oh, I mean – I'm not giving
1: you any first-round picks
0: just because they're not going anywhere. Well, yeah, I, I, I've kind of gathered that from you, but I'm just saying, like, I, you know, people are offering me crap, and it's just like it's Travis Kelsey, like it's it's a it was like wide receiver plus, like it's almost yeah. like a wide receiver one that you have. Yeah, like he's a with.
4: guy like Julio Jones, though, like he's a guy you you're going to have to ride into the sunset with him, like he's he's 30. And i I'm
0: fine with that. I mean,
1: I'll 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 trade for him in that league if you want to talk, but I don't think I'm going to be able to give you much.
0: Oh, really? The guy that has nine first-round picks in 2020 <laughs> isn't going to be able to give me much.
1: Yeah, well, I'm not trading nine. For a tight end.
0: Literally nine. nine. It
4: Literally was an nine. I, was a, I thought <laughs> well, I, I was Trying to have six. some fun
1: with it. All right, I want to. <laughs> yeah. I want to have a bunch of rookies and see what happens.
4: He said I thought I was good with one oh three four five six seven, but ooh,
1: that's pretty nice I have, too I yeah. have one, one, two, one two and then one four through one ten
2: and then two one yep yeah. ooh, I like it <laughs> I think we're on Robert Earl now, right yep, so, so my first pick, I think I will go with Odell Beckham um I would love if he could get like the Stefan Diggs role in Stefancy's offense they both. Uh, received a ton of deep targets last year, but Odell was only behind uh, the two Carolina wide receivers with a minimum of 21 attempts on like any kind of production with that deep target. So if they can get like the play action role and the Chubb and stuff and hit some of those deep passes this year, I'd love to have a bounce back from Odell.
0: I was waiting to see when Odell was going to be picked and
2: 11 wide receivers. I'm not really – particular to any of these quarterbacks but I know I should probably get one because by the time it get that gets back around to me it will be kind of gross so um, I'm going to be insulated and the guy with the chubbiest cheeks is Matthew Stafford so (laughs) he was doing really well before he got injured last year and I think that kind of threw us off of what he was doing and as long as his back is healthy I think they're going to try and keep them upright and they keep trading their cornerbacks and the defensive pieces. So hopefully that offense needs to score a lot of points next year. I would not, I'm so naive to the back injuries that I would push that to Aaron, but because I don't know anything about it, I would say I have zero concern because I'm ignorant to it. (laughs) (laughs) Unless he has like a
8: predisposing um, condition, like osteoporosis, something like that, that would cause him to, have future higher risk for um, fractures. I, I mean, I think he's had really bad luck with the back. So, I mean, it does worry me to a degree. But at, at the same time, I, I think some of that is just really bad luck for him. So, I'm hoping with a, a good rehabilitation um, stint that he'll be 100% coming into this next season.
4: And I do like, uh, what, the trade sign Chase Daniel, didn't they, this off season as his backup? Yeah. hmm So it's not like they're looking to have a quarterback competition with him at all. I mean, like they're they're behind Matt Stafford at least for this
0: year. But can we just appreciate Chase Daniel for a minute—the guy that's made like fifty million (laughs) dollars for doing absolutely nothing?
4: (laughs) Oh man, I'd still rather have him as my starting quarterback over Mitch.
0: Oh no! (laughs) Shots fired.
3: All right, I think we're back on to John. Let's see if we can finish out this fourth round, and then we could probably probably stop there.
6: All right, uh, Jim, cover your ears down there because I'm not going far. We just had Matthew Stafford go off the board. I'm going to take his wide receiver one, even though I also like Marvin Jones, but I'm going to take Kenny Galladay. Somebody talked about Curtis Samuel earlier and the difference between his receiving yards and air yards. Kenny Galladay was right at the top of the list with him. We talked about poor quarterback play. One Stafford went down. It was, it was Jeff Driscoll and uh, was, uh, David Blau. David Blau, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to take Kenny Galladay. I know people say you know he's a little too old for you know, the amount of time he's been in the NFL, but yeah, I'm going to take he, Galladay 32? as my wide receiver one here. He's two years old. Oh, he's,
3: he's 26, going around 27 <laughs> this year.
6: So in dynasty, just throw him away. Yeah. yeah,
0: just throw him away. He's done. He's done. 26, 27, he, you know, just might as well uh, throw him for a fourth-round pick.
4: No, you bring up a good point, though. There is a stigma I've been finding. A 27-year-old wide receivers, for some reason, like, it's the new I 30. Don't, I don't get it, but guys are treating them like they're old. Like Allen Robinson, that's another guy. What is he, 26, five years yeah. in the years? Mm-hmm. People act like he's 32.
9: I'm looking at a bunch of options here. And knowing that I have four seven, I have a little bit more flexibility. Knowing that I have another pick coming up soon. Yep. Yeah, well, I can go a lot of ways with this pick, which is tough for me because do I go production versus getting a younger player or certain positions? But I just keep staring at Julio, and I go, I, I don't, I can't figure out a way how I can't take him. Because even in terms of just Don't take potential, trade value, <laughs> in terms of potential trade value, I feel like he is one of the chips left on the board. And I just, I, I can't see how he signed through 2023. I can't see how it's not, it's not worth my time for the next three years at least to have Julio on my team. So I'm going with Julio.
0: Oh, I like it.
1: I mean, considering I was about to pick him with my third round pick. Like, I'm just shocked that he's still sitting around. Technically, your fourth
8: pick. All right, John is on the clock after that trade from earlier.
6: All right, so I'm looking at the quarterbacks that are available, and I think there's going to be at least one of the guys that I like here when it comes back to me at 5'11". Wide receivers, there's too much depth there I'm going to hold for the time being, especially with only needing to start two wide receivers in this format. I'm going to pull the trigger on a running back that I think he's going to be able to maintain his value. And I'm going DeAndre Swift. Ooh. I think he lands in Miami. And while I know there's a lot of concern because they didn't utilize the running backs last year, Patrick Laird was your top option. I don't know who would want to utilize them. So. No, oh, no offense Patrick No
3: Patrick <laughs> No bashing of Patrick Laird on my watch. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you know, I, I know Jordan Howard's there. I like Jordan Howard a lot, but I think DeAndre Swift his ability building the passing game and what I think he's going to bring to the table. It, there's a lot of hype around this class, and I do think DeAndre Swift, uh, he lands in Miami, and I think he has actually a pretty productive season. So,
3: yeah. All right. Now it's over to me. And I think, like, this is tough. Like, there, there's a couple of running backs, a couple of wide receivers. I feel like there's a lot of guys in this area. This would be where I'd be trying to trade down. But in this draft, we're not exactly seeing people trade down. Um, so I'm actually going to go with the young wide receiver that I like. And I'm going to go with A.J. Brown. Back-to-back Good. heartbreaks.
2: Good job. Good job.
8: I was, I was <laughs> going to say, I was picking A.J. Brown there, or I mean, I would have picked A.J. Brown there ahead of Julio, had Julio still been available. Just, just because of the age difference, I, I really think that A.J. Brown will put up great stats, but he's got a lot, a lot of years ahead of him. He's the one I was debating
9: against, age versus top yep. tier at this point. So. Okay, so I'm back on, and I, uh, I think I need to grab a quarterback here. I have an older roster at this point, um, but I actually really want to go young at quarterback, and I'm going to go with the, uh, the 1-1 potentially in some drafts. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow here. It could be, it could be a reach. I know that Rodgers and Ryan will follow the ball and things of that nature, but I want I like I want I want the, the potential to lock up a, a quarterback for the next decade, and I feel
8: like this is my, one of my better opportunities to do that. So you're getting Joe Burrow there at the one oh three. I mean, technically.
5: That's weird how a startup can differ so much
8: from a rookie draft. Just look at that separation between Jonathan Taylor, technically 101 in this situation, versus 102 and 103. It's actually very surprising how big of a gap there is. Like, I mean, if you're going from the very beginning of the second round compared to the fourth round here, that's a large gap between 101 and
0: 102. That's true, especially considering that that Jonathan Taylor isn't exactly considered the, like the guaranteed one-on-one. It's not like when mm-hmm. Saquon was there or anything like that. So, I mean, obviously it's, it's time, you know, it's a time period. And like, we have no idea what the draft is going to, you know, what's going to happen with the draft. But, um, but, you know, like you said, you're, you're looking at a two round difference in uh, Taylor and Swift. So that is kind of interesting for sure.
1: All right. Yeah. I think, uh, I think being a startup has a lot to do with that. You know, I don't know. Anyway, I am pretty pleased to see this next guy fall to me. Um, first, at first, I kind of made a little comment there, but I thought Julio was going to slide back down to me with this pick here. Um, I'm taking a wide receiver here. I don't have one yet, so I have the two running backs and the quarterback, and I'm going to go with Cortland Sutton. Uh, I, think he oh, has, I, love it. I think he has the potential to like I'm, I'm counted and I'm thinking he's the 15th wide receiver off the board right now. And I think he has the potential this year to be a wide receiver one. So I think I'm getting great value there and he's young. I think it's just, a, I mean, I, I I can't pass him. So uh, Cortland Sutton is the pick at four seven.
6: Hey Jason, quick question, because I, I love Cortland Sutton. And you said what wide receiver fifteen? I think that's great value. A lot of the mocks right now have the Broncos going after a wide receiver early. Is there any concern there that uh, Locke I, can uh, support Noah Fant as a top end tight end, Cortland Sutton, and maybe a Judy or a Lamb?
1: I liked what I saw from Locke last year. Actually, I was actually I'm a Redskins fan, right? So the Redskins took. Dwayne Haskins. Sorry.
6: So you've you've suffered a lot then.
1: Yeah, you've yes, suffered quite a bit. <laughs> but but my point behind that is they took Dwayne Haskins, and honestly, before the draft started, I was I was fine with them drafting Dwayne Haskins at fifteen, but I really liked Drew Locke also. And so I saw a scenario where they maybe went after Drew. I don't I can't remember where exactly where Denver took him, but where the Redskins went after Drew Locke in the second round instead of at pick fifteen, taking it half. Um. So, yeah, I do think Drew Locke has the ability to support. I actually want the Broncos to draft another wide receiver, if that doesn't sound too crazy. Um, I don't want defenses to be able to kind of zone in on uh, Sutton. I want them to have somebody to worry about, maybe a Ruggs or somebody across from him.
5: I was just going to say, I think
1: it's even better if it's Ruggs, because then he's yeah. stretching the field out. That's that's exactly what I'm thinking. And and I do like Fant. Um, I really I really like Fant. But at the same time, I know John mentioned it earlier, some of these tight ends you can see a three year window. And I know Fant really turned it on at the end of last year, but is he gonna be able to carry that on to this year? I don't know. I do think he's I do like Fant as like a top fifteen tight end type guy this year. But uh, I I want them to take another offensive weapon just to help take the pressure off Sutton and help take the focus off of him. So I
6: think that'll do nothing but help them, on it. plug really quick. Uh, we had a show last night and we had to, one of the listener questions was who's a player going outside of the top 20 in their position and starts today. That could be a top 12 player next year at their position. Drew Locke was one of the guys that I brought to the table. So I, mm. I like him a lot too.
9: Peter Howard brought up a good point as well, that the better your offense is, the more they just assist each other, even if it's just keeping the drives alive for more opportunities to score points or get yardage. So.
7: That was a really bad run for me with A.J. Brown going off the board, very Swift, <laughs> and then Cortland Sutton going off was the end of a tier for me. I had him actually in the middle of that wide receiver tier. Uh, that was a great pick. Um, so then it came down to I'm, I'm also at the end of a tier of a running back now and QB. I just had Tua um, a little bit higher on that tier, so I went with Tua.
0: I like it.
1: Do you, I have a question for everybody. Do you guys think, uh, since Tua just went, if Tua – let's let's play a little hypothetical. If Tua didn't have a hip injury, is he ahead of Burrow in yes. anybody's in people's rankings?
10: Yeah, for me, yeah. yeah.
1: Yes, I, I agree with that, but I just – I don't know. I see a lot of slander going Tua's way, and I just – all these medicals are checking out. I know Aaron, I don't know, Aaron, what do you think about these medicals with uh, with Tua? I'm curious of your input on that.
8: Yeah, I, I haven't heard the most recent things besides the fact that they've cleared him. I mean, honestly, the, it's only been positive reports this far for his hip. So, I mean, I think so far you have to be really encouraged by what you're seeing out there with the hip. And I know there there could be a few long lasting effects with that, but honestly I, I think it's a really good sign. And I could get behind drafting to a above burrow right now
0: for sure. Do you have do you have more chances of like dislocation and that kind of thing with, with the hip after like that kind of injury or no?
8: Yeah, I, I think I need to look a little bit more into all the structures that were damaged. I don't even know if they release all that information. Um Maybe but not. I assume, I assume that on top of a fracture there is some uh, labral damage which could be I mean potentially down the road something that he has to deal with later in his career but um, I, honestly I, I really like Tua a lot so I, I think that if he's fully healthy I, I could definitely get behind him um, ahead of Earl.
0: This might but be a really I, dumb question but <laughs> is the Tua injury anything like the girly injury where you know he tore his ACL in college uh, Tua hurt his hip in college and you know like you and then like a couple years later like once the seasons or like once he's gotten to the NFL I should say that like he you know then starts having the issues whether it's arthritis or whatever it is.
8: Yeah Um, I don't know um, exactly what they did for Tua's Like like I said I gotta look a little bit more into uh, if they had to take out some of his labrum but it has the potential, but right now I would say no. Um, but honestly, I, I don't know all the details on that. And it has the potential for sure to. Sure, I'm, I'm sure a, that
0: was a tough question, but I just wanted yeah, to ask. Yeah, it. no,
8: it, it definitely has the potential to be a degenerative um, type of thing, but that's probably years down the road. I would say. It's awesome. What's
10: your, what's your hopeful landing spot for him? What makes you take him there? What team are you open for? For Tua.
7: Sorry, I got all excited. I'm all flabbergasted here because I, I um, I was looking at the, that to a hype video. I was like, "Oh, I'm listening to what Aaron's saying," and then I was like, "You know, I want to look at how he's moving side to side. Julie Wise in the pocket." And then I'm just like, you know, I, I guess I'm just being swept up my feet by these
5: players I'm picking." So I'm <laughs> picked them and then fired it up to get amped up. Oh yeah, I'm oh, goodness. These
7: uh, these ciders are going down easy. This is uh, I'm having a lot of fun, guys. So wait, uh, hey,
6: what yeah, kind I like of cider? To, uh, I, I,
8: I, down East cider, but um, yeah. I, I got a, so a showing right now, if, if you guys ever heard a shelling, would you guys <laughs> like to
9: see a I've been really hoping, I know this is happening, but I would love to see Tua play for Pittsburgh. I think that offense fits their style as well as the windows that he could hit. I don't know if anybody has a preference where they'd like to see him go, if he's
0: healthy. Jason's saying no.
1: <laughs> I do not want to see him in Pittsburgh. I need Tua to go somewhere and start right away. Um I want him to
10: be a char- I want him to be a Charger. I
1: I would so love to take I think he would Matt look that's my pick too. great in LA. I think he would look great in LA, but I don't see I mean I don't know. I've hear, heard all these things about Justin Herbert coming up too, you know, and like maybe jumping into on some boards. So I don't know what Miami's board looks like, but if the draft stays in place right now, I don't I don't see how Miami passes to a and lets him fall to the Chargers, but I mean, if they have Herbert ranked higher, maybe they do. Um I would be fine with him in Miami. or I think Miami's building something, man. Like, I really do. I think Miami is building something good if they are smart. I love their head coach, and I think uh, I think they – I would love to see him in Miami also. I had Chargers also, but Miami I would not be upset because I think they're building something big there. It's still going to
0: take a bit, though, I, I, I think. They have yeah, I mean, quite a bit to work on. They have a lot of struggle. picks, though.
1: He'll struggle probably early in Miami more so than he would in LA with the weapons that he has. But I mean, I think he'd still be, you know, useful. If he goes to Pittsburgh. He's not playing year one. I That'd I, be awful.
6: Steelers don't have a first round pick anyway. And I'd be shocked if he dropped to well, their I agree. second round pick. So
9: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
6: did anybody else see that rumor? It was the uh, saints and lions making a deal where Alvin Kamara went to the <laughs> lions and the saints took Tua Then with the pick.
0: No way, I did not see
6: that. I, 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 something that's completely off the wall. I don't even know where it originated. <laughs> yeah, that, would,
1: that would kill my carry on Johnson shares. So <laughs> I hope that does not happen.
0: Well, your carry on Johnson shares yeah. are already killed. So I don't <laughs> they're know they're not. <laughs> not. <laughs> they're already killed.
7: <laughs> I agree a thousand times. <laughs> t- like what Jason was saying about um, what Miami's doing, I really like what Brian Flores is doing there. Um, if you look at, like everyone was complaining why they weren't tanking for Tua and why they're winning games. I think he's really trying to establish a culture there. They made some really good investment on the defensive side of the ball. And I think they're going to spend a lot of draft picks on the offensive line. And then if he doesn't go to Miami, I'd be happy if he went to the chargers because uh, I think like the chargers were trying to woo Tom Brady by making a lot of um, acquisitions on the offensive line to strengthen their offensive line too. So Miami and I, because I think they're going to boost that offensive line, but also Detroit with the, I mean, uh, the chargers with their um offensive line that would be really good for Tua because I think he does you don't want him getting hit a lot
1: so do you think he starts right away in LA
4: or do you um, think oh, I
7: love Tyrod Taylor too um I think that's going to be how Tua show it's, it's gonna be tough too if there's not a lot of training camp with what's going on in the world today um if there's a lot of practice time it might be tough for Tua to get to start right away and maybe it's not until mid-season
1: but, I think he definitely starts before the end of the season in LA. Yeah, I I, I agree. He, I don't think he starts the season in LA. Yeah, is, that makes is there any chance the Redskins think take him? him? No.
9: They they I don't think they have to force him in right away. I agree.
1: To to answer Matt's question, I do not think the Redskins take him. Ron Rivera was um on a conference call today and it just everything he said, I mean, I guess it's Coach Speak, but every how he sounded, he sounded set with Dwayne Haskins and uh, it sounded like they were drafting Chase Young. I don't. Do you think, I don't see them. Taking
0: do you it. think they're bringing in uh, Cam?
5: I was just thinking that same thing. I was like Rivera reunion.
0: Yeah, it um, just it just makes way too much sense at this point, right?
1: I don't think it is unreasonable for that, but I don't know why. I don't necessarily know why Cam would want to come to DC
0: because <laughs> he doesn't have a job. <laughs> I
1: know, but like. <laughs> I don't know. I I just don't see it. Like I yeah, but look, I like Cam this year. I think Cam is hungry and I would not be completely upset if he came to DC. I just don't see it. I mean, you just wasted your 15th your 15th overall pick last year if you do that in my opinion. You destroy Haskins' confidence and what are you going to do about it? I mean, I don't know.
3: Well, what a dog on the clock. Yeah, I think I'll go ahead and make a move
1: on someone that I think is the next best thing in this range to Cortland Sutton, who I believe Cortland Sutton was the next best thing to AJ Brown at that position. Um, When it comes to the wide receiver position, I generally kind of view their sweet spot as happening a touch later in the career, especially as opposed to running backs. And so when, when a player shows you who they can be at such a young age It's almost like you can get a mini career out of them before they reach the peak of their powers, and you can still have full trade value. So, uh, one of the players that I think
3: showed us that at age twenty-two left on the board is a DJ Chark. I like it. Yeah, I love Chark. I think he's he's going to be just absolutely unleashed in this Gruden offense next year. I think he's gonna he has all the measurables, everything to just take that next step, and he already has shown a decent connection with Minshew. Um, so I, I agree. I think this is a kid that could absolutely explode next year. Yeah, I, he I definitely don't
0: mind him as your wide receiver, too, at all. I think he went at an appropriate spot, but I've, I've seen in other places
1: where people aren't really treating him like he broke out in a massive way, and he certainly did.
4: I had him as a massive buy last year just because of uh, his draft capital and mm-hmm. lack of a number one, right? But. All right
10: was absolutely going to take Tua here. He's the quarterback I wanted. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go with a guy that I've never liked. I, I was worried about him after that Jacksonville ACL tear, and I thought the next year he was absolute garbage. And I didn't believe that he was going to bounce back like he did. But um, he really turned around last year and surprised don't, me. I think don't he, um, hurt. he's done a lot. He's done a lot for me. So I have crossed the bridge and I am now an Allen Robinson fan. Oh, you're oh, my
4: heart. I heard
10: the tape on him was so impressive. I, I didn't think he could bounce back to that level, but
0: he is.
4: Oh, I love it. I love A Rob.
0: He's so sick.
4: Do you want, you want to know the difference between A Rob and, and Nuke? Chicago took <laughs> Trubisky at three or two. That's the difference.
0: <laughs> Blake Bortles.
4: Oh. <laughs> he's been making shit QB's bank ever since he's been in the league.
0: Even in college.
7: Right. Yeah, yeah, Tua. <laughs> Matt, when I heard you say that you were hoping for Tua, that gave me a little bit of, you know, solace because you took Matthew Stafford. I thought he was going to be available a lot later. And then, then you come back though. And then, you know, I had a big grin on my face and you took Alan Robinson. So you just slapped it off my face. So thanks a lot,
5: buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, well, I, I agree with Bauer club that I like the, uh, wide receivers in the fifth to 10th range. Um, so I've typically been waiting quite a while on them. Um, I'm going to take somebody that I think is a little bit of a reach here. Uh, I'm going to take Kenyon Drake. I just, uh, I think that entire offense is just trending upward. Um, I like the mobility of Murray Murray to, to take the, you know, the defensive end outside or you know how the, the mobile quarterbacks, they uh, take a little pressure off the running back just because defense can't commit. Um, Drake's multidimensional. Um, just overall, I like to have a piece of that offense, and I think he's going to be heavily involved. So
3: I love Drake. I, I think anyone that listens to the pod knows that by now. Um, if I didn't already basically own the offense for the Cardinals, I would have took him where I took AJ Brown because <laughs> I'm that convinced of him having, you know, like a top eight season next year. But I can I couldn't do that much investment in Arizona. Who knows? You know, maybe it's a failed experiment. But I, I think Drake. Is definitely a guy that you can is going to get you RB one numbers next year. I guess the the concern is future years and whether or not he will maintain himself there.
0: So that's it for part two. We actually have part three and part four coming up soon. We actually tr- uh, recorded those last night, so keep an eye out for those. Uh, let us know how we did, uh, what you thought. If you thought any of the trades uh, in particular were were great or terrible, or you know, just let us know. And until then, we're cashing out.